everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. And since you're all inside now and you're not able to leave the house, this is a perfect time to listen to two idiots on the internet talk about horror movies and horror movie news specifically on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm Peter, of course, and joining me as always is... Tim. <laughs> uh, salutations. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is our uh, weekly horror movie news show. Uh, we, we talk about we talk about box office, we talk about movies in development, all kind of things. Usually, look at some trailers uh, before the end of the show. So uh, we'll get straight into it. Start with the box office, everyone's favorite segment. Uh, Tim requested <laughs> it personally, uh, <laughs> and this is probably going to be a really interesting segment over the next few weeks, where it sort of nose dives mm. to next to zero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, more on that in a minute with the, our first couple of news stories, but. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Invisible Man's the highest rated horror movie. Well, unless we call it Bloodshot, and I don't know if we do. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Invisible Man came out at number four, and it's third weekend, uh, as far as the uh, Saturday estimates go, uh, and that is a uh, six point two million they're estimating for for the weekend. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's solid. Uh, that's uh, sixty yeah. mid sixties now. It's in the millions for the US domestic, and then worldwide, it, yeah. you know, it's way over the hundred now. So. It's just doing solid, doing solid for its type of movie. Uh, in case you were curious, number one was Onward, the uh, Pixar movie, for the second weekend in a row. Yeah. Uh, basically meaning that Bloodshot... Uh, I mean, hell, that wasn't even the highest uh, new release. The highest new release was number two, I still believe. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But... Uh, I think it's a Christian movie. I'm better for it, then. Uh, number three <laughs> is... Uh... I, I could be wrong. Oh, wait, that might have been, like, the... Yeah, I, uh, I feel like I saw a trailer for it in one of the last movies uh, I saw. I think it's a, something about a, a Christian folk singer guy. I, I could be wrong, but, but that's is what it, it seemed is, like to me. Is it as good, though, as See Me Dance, where the cancer patient like fights the devil? <laughs> I, I've never even heard of that, but that You've not seen the tra- pretty good. you ever seen the trailer for See Me Dance, spelled with like, no. the letter C? No? Oh, God. That's no. one of those famous <laughs> bad-looking movies. It's probably a good Patreon oh. bonus episode if we can get hold of it. Yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, if, uh, a girl's fighting the devil sounds like a horror movie. So. <laughs> uh, and then the same company followed up with uh, Christmas with a capital C. I don't know if that you, I've you saw seen, that trailer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, is that the Kirk Cameron one? Or is, that, is that the guy from uh, Married with Children, the neighbor? Because he's no, never no, said no. it. Ted McGinley. Oh, no, no. That's Ted McGinley, I think. Oh, okay, no. Uh, now Kirk Cameron was on uh, Growing Pains, and he like became, uh, he was like a bratty little like cokehead uh, teen, and then found God and became even more insufferable. Um, and yeah, he makes really really bad movies. No, no, uh, one of the Baldwins, one of the lesser Baldwins, is in the Christmas to Capital C, and he's like, the new yeah. atheist in town who like owns a lot of the business. <laughs> and it's I this, think I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the standout quote from that movie is uh, it's someone in a store's putting up a big sign that says happy holidays and Ted McGinley's like what's this and someone says oh happy holidays it works for everyone and Ted McGinley goes it doesn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> we, we shouldn't be making fun of this we are a Christian podcast but uh, <laughs> it's very funny <laughs> don't you dare that's such filthy lies we are not how dare you how dare you um, so Bloodshot is at number three, Invisible Man's at number four. And you're probably thinking, wait, didn't The Hunt come out this weekend? Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. for the record, we chose to wait until VOD for this. Not because mm-hmm. of any viruses that were going around, although that was certainly factored in, just in the sense that it was making mm-hmm. other parts of life more chaotic. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to do that in VOD. But The Hunt actually kind of bombed, uh, opened at number five with 5.7 million project, uh, uh, projected. So, there you yeah. go. 
Well, that's uh, that's really unfortunate. I, I mean, I, I do wonder, like, obviously it would have done better if all the virus stuff wasn't going on, but I, would, I wonder how well it, it would have done. Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, well, it's worth mentioning, even number one only did, I mean, the estimate for number one is only 12.5 million, so it is a quiet weekend at the box office, understandably, and that is only going to get quieter, especially since, as we're going to get into our news stories in a minute, Good segue. <laughs> a lot of the movies are, are being delayed. In fact, there's almost mm-hmm. nothing major coming out now for the rest of March and most of April, because the studios have all decided, hey, if we release anything right now, uh, it's going to make no money. Uh, obviously, one of the first big <laughs> ones from last week was Bond, get pushed to like October, mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious 9, Good got pushed almost a full year uh, to cool. next next april because I mean, so far i'm liking this because i don't give a shit about any of those movies. i mean i i agree i'm also don't give a shit about bond i don't really care about i mean if i had to pit, watch one i'd actually rather watch fast nine because it'll still be sure. silly but yeah. i don't care about it either uh i'm, I'm with you on that uh, so we had that but of course this did end up affecting some horror movies and i think this leads us neatly into our first oh. couple <laughs> news items uh, so the first big one was A Quiet Place 2 uh, mm. which was next week we, we had this on the schedule to go see mm-hmm. it next week and talk about it the weekend it came out and it's been delayed indefinitely meaning that there's no new date for it uh, which actually is true for almost every other thing we're going to bring up here is that they've not even bothered giving them new dates because the studios don't know when mm-hmm. everything's going to calm down it could be a few weeks it could be it could be three or four months we, we, we honestly yeah. don't know uh, so there could be more delays but uh krasinski put out a statement about quiet place uh, i think it, this one was one of the first ones this week and it was kind of murky in the sense that it kind of almost because some sites were reporting it was just the international release that got pushed mm. even though uh the statement from krasinski kind of implied that everything was getting pushed but it, it seemed to be because of the international locations it, it was because mm. a lot of europe has already like closed their theaters and it was like well if we can't all see it together there's no point in putting it out just now of course by the time we got later in the week that almost became irrelevant that it was just europe because now mm-hmm. everything in the u.s is also shutting yeah. down sports leagues are all delaying their mm-hmm. seasons if not canceling them concerts festivals comic conventions everything mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is canceling uh so quiet place 2 is the first one and then disney swooped in uh, and delayed antlers uh which was one oh, that we were looking forward to and then not one we were looking forward to but was on the schedule for soon and is actually kind of funny <laughs> Uh, the New oh. Mutants has once again <laughs> been delayed. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Is it what's was funnier? Is it funnier that it's been delayed yet again for like the third time because of an epidemic, or would it be even funnier if everything else got delayed but Disney still put New Mutants out and didn't care? <laughs> would that be funnier? Hey, I would have gotten to see it if, uh, <laughs> if it was out there. Uh, I, I just started reading the the comic and I was pissed because I was like, oh, great. Wanted to have it semi-fresh in my uh, my head. But, uh, well, not now. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, well, I know Connor was uh, re-watching all the Bond movies for the new one, so now he's pissed that he just he's, he's just watched like 20 movies <laughs> and the Jeez. movie's not coming out talked October. <laughs> uh, I, I think the big thing I'm interested in is like, uh, like obviously these will all come out in some you know shape or form eventually but i'm just wondering like <clears throat> you know it's gonna be like a a long uh you know time of like staggered releases or are like 50 movies just gonna come out one weekend you know <laughs> like, well one of the things that knocks on from this as well that i've not actually got a news article for but i just i know of this is that a lot of movies and tv shows have shut down production because of this as well yeah that's and true, yeah. 
I think if they're smart, what they really should do is like delay everything back a couple of months. So mm-hmm. essentially, what was what was the back half of March and now be the back half of May, say, right? Mm-hmm. Because eventually we're going to hit a little dry spell where all the stuff that got uh, delayed in production is going to need like you know, that's the- true. Theoretically, there should be a dry spell later. Um, so I yeah. imagine what they're going to do is spread things out a little bit. Uh, but it, yeah, it could mean that the back half of this year may actually be packed because all these movies mm-hmm. that got delayed in uh, March and April, like, you know, we mm-hmm. might have a quiet place to slot in right in between two big movies in August because that's just where mm-hmm. they can fit it. But there's already big movies, which admittedly it may also hurt the box office just in the sense that there's so much competition. But, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, Disney have not pulled Black Widow yet. That's out the very, that's like the first of May. Uh, that's out so we'll see okay. if, if things are still bad mid-April like they're totally mm-hmm. they're totally pushing it there's no way they're not yeah like they, they're, they're saying they're not going to but if all the movie theaters are closed like they're going to do it yeah. <laughs> they're going to push it so uh, but yeah, so Antlers, New Mutants, and Quiet Place 2 are the notable horror uh, examples that came up. I know Antebellum was meant to be out in April. I don't know if that's been officially moved yet, but I would suspect it probably will be. Or maybe it'll just be VOD only. I mean, that's some of these movies might do. The smaller ones might just be VOD, yeah. uh, which makes sense too. So uh, I will say this, because of all this, like digital entertainment, like streaming, uh, podcasts even. So hey, maybe a boom period for us because no one's got anything oh else gosh. to do. <laughs> Yes, come and enjoy streams after midnight. Uh, so, yeah, this would be a perfect time to maybe do a stream or something. It's funny you say that, Tim, because on the twenty first, Saturday the twenty first, this this weekend, in fact, by the time this goes up, this weekend, me and Tim will be doing streams after midnight on Saturday. Uh, it won't actually be after midnight unless you're in the UK or further east, in which case it will be after midnight. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be streaming and we're going to be playing some uh, games with the with the audience and probably end up watching a movie together with the, with the audience as well. Uh, we haven't picked a movie yet, until we should probably maybe think about that, mm-hmm. pick something. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch contagion maybe this is the most relevant and scary thing possible right now probably mm-hmm. uh okay i can't no it's not silly enough that's <laughs> no, not silly enough for audience tim uh <laughs> but that is uh coming so uh, that was a nice segue into a little little promo tim very good stuff uh but so we have we have other news we have actual oh. interesting news because i mean don't you know, all the delays and stuff are interesting because of just how mm-hmm. much the entire industry is being like tested by this yeah. but mm-hmm. uh it's not interesting in a sense of oh interesting movies right it's not like good movie news it's sure it's mm-hmm. fascinating from a a macro sense not like a an actual mm-hmm. movie making sense uh so first news here is that scream 5 Ugh. is a thing that's going to be happening mm-hmm. uh wes craven of course has, has been passed away for some time now but scream what? is <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry Tim West Craven is dead I hate to break it to you oh. <laughs> uh, but if, if anyone didn't know Tim's just joking he knew West Craven was dead I just want to be that clear yes. Yes. Uh, right so basically we have some directors now we, we knew that there was some sort of reboot mm-hmm. happening and uh, now they're kind of calling it Stream 5 so now it's debatable if it is a reboot is it more of a soft reboot is it more of a kind of quasi nostalgia sequel uh, it's kind of weird uh, I will say is what's starting to make me feel old Tim is that now we're getting nostalgia sequels for things that happened in my lifetime and I don't oh, yeah. like it uh, but yeah so uh, yeah. Matt Bettinelli sorry Bettinelli Open mm-hmm. so I'll just say that a full name again Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler okay. Gillette, or Gillette maybe, uh, are the going to be direct Stream 5 or whatever it's going to be called. They actually directed uh, Ready or Not, which came out last year, of course. Mm-hmm. And P- 
people seem to like a lot. We were actually both kind of lukewarm. We both said, oh, yeah, it's like a six. It's fine. You know, had some yeah. had some moments. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a little strange um, the way, like, some people love that movie. Like, there, I, I feel like there are people that are legit, like, oh, no, this is my favorite movie of the year, which I find, like, baffling. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it, to, to each their own, but come on. Like, it, it's, yeah, like, like you said, it's fine. <laughs> It's not offensive. It's not bad, but like I just I love the tone there. To each their own. But come on, <laughs> yeah. Th- this uh, this is such like a does nothing for me news item. Because uh, I mean, in general, I'm not like crazy about the Scream franchise. Um, yeah, I don't need more Scream movies. Like I like yeah. you know I like the first one a lot. The sequels are kind of a, a really mixed bag, but yeah. Like, I don't need a Scream 5. Like, I'm happy for Scream no. to just be dead now. But, I mean, people want to bring yeah. things back. So, uh, and, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean... I don't want to be too hypocritical because we are people who want endless Jason and Freddy movies sure. till the sure. end of time. So, yeah. you know, fair play. But uh, Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, I guess this is like, I mean, I guess this is better than like, you know, if they said um, like Gary Doberman or something <laughs> was doing Scream Five like that, I really wouldn't care about. But R- I mean, remind me who Gary Doberman is. He uh, wrote a bunch of the Annabelle movies. I oh. think he wrote the Nun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, oh. So he writes a bunch of Conjuring Universe stuff, uh, and then I think he directed Annabelle Comes Home. Um, yeah, also, William Brent Bell as well. He'd be another disaster name. Well, that that would be interesting. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be. No, that no. I might want to see. The director <laughs> of the Boy One and Two is not an interesting pick for anything. That's, uh, yeah, that's something uh, maybe I could get behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, if you want to go to Tim's letterbox uh, this week, he put up his definitive <laughs> ranking of the Boy movies, all two of them. <laughs> definitive. Uh, I feel like, yeah, because I started with my Friday the Thirteenth ranked uh, for Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, I. <laughs> I got so much uh, comments and pushback, mostly because uh, I rated number eight too high. But uh, I, I decided, like, well, I mean, if uh, if we want to push controversy, maybe uh, people should see how I feel about yeah. the boy movies. I, I think part eight was just as high on my rankings. But the only thing with your ranking that I thought was a bit out of place is I thought Jason X was a little low. But other than that, I mean, I, I couldn't argue with it too much. I mean, I, li- I, I like Jason X. It's a lot of fun. But, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't put it high up and you know, in terms of movies. Like, I'm glad it exists. I like watching it, but... I'd put it above the first one. I like watching it more mm. than the first one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm being a little objective uh, there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, stop it, Tim. Stop it too objective. How dare you? <laughs> you objective uh, prick. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, this scream stuff, though. Who cares? It's such a. <laughs> whatever <laughs> people are excited i guess but i don't really get it <laughs> yeah i mean obviously we'll check it out obviously we'll it, right it's yeah. something we're going to give a chance to and, and whatever but scream is a franchise it kind of suffers in many ways from the sauce suffered from where they kept mm-hmm. trying to make the plot like like uh sort of keep tying in and keep having more twists so it's really convoluted mm-hmm. by the time you get to even just the second movie is really convoluted and by the time you get mm-hmm. to the third one it's like oh my god this is so convolution upon convolution like yeah uh, it's just you know it's kind of what sauce suffered from right where by the time you get to the fourth mm-hmm. one that they're, they're trying to bake in all these twists that were supposed to be there all along that it just if it's so absurdly you know I, like wires tangled and all over the place yeah I, I think that's the difference between you know like you were saying wanting endless like nightmare friday uh, me, uh sequels and movies and stuff i think mm-hmm. the difference there is that like 
uh, <clears throat> you know, stuff like Scream and Saw are so plot heavy that, like, you know, it's it, the more movies you do, the, like you said, the more convoluted it's going to become. You know, whereas, you know, Friday the 13th, it's so simple. All you need is Jason, like, hunting people, and, like, you can do, like, endless movies uh, about that, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street suffers from it a little bit, uh, just in the sense yeah. that uh, by the time you get to four or five, like, they've kind of changed the rules as to how you beat Freddy, like, you know, sure. too many times by that point. But other than that, like, even that feels much better than what yeah. the streamer definitely saw. saw. Saw is a mess of continuity yeah. by the time you get to, like, the third or fourth one. Uh, yeah. And we're getting number nine <laughs> this year, yeah. so look forward to that. Uh, it doesn't get delayed. Um, <laughs> no, yes, I, I hopefully. Say, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> I, I will say though, um, I will fully get on board if uh, the movie does end up being called Scream Five: The Scream Child. If, if that happens, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be all for it. Um, I could see them going different and calling it Ghost, Ghost Face or something like that. I could see them like try to be smart about it and yeah, be, be flashy. Um, <laughs> You know, if if they actually do, if it is properly in continuity and they actually get some of the cast back and stuff, like do something ballsy, have have uh, Sydney be the killer or, or something, yeah. like do, go nuts yeah. with it, go 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 crazy, go supernatural, maybe <laughs> bring uh, the two guys back from the first one. Back from the dead. <laughs> oh yeah, Wolf Street Five is the ghost of the original killers, like haunting everyone. <laughs> oh, there you go, that's a plot. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's Stream 5 uh, being worked on. Kevin Williamson is actually uh, on board to at least produ- executive producer, which doesn't really mean a whole lot, but mm-hmm. he wrote the first three uh, movies, so sure. uh, worth mentioning. Uh, next up, speaking of franchises uh, coming back... Oh, that's not actually the next story. I mean, I, I'll just swap them. I'll swap them into this one first. Uh, speaking of franchises coming back, are you ready for a final... Destination. So, so Fair Destination, of course, has had five entries, and it's a franchise we've not done on the show yet. So this would be a good excuse to maybe start chipping away at them if this uh, gets it becomes a bit more kind of definite. But uh, we're getting some details, early details on our next Final Destination, which would be the sixth one in the series. Uh, the, the previous five, I think the first one's a, is a solid little movie. I think two is a blast. I think two is my favorite of the franchise. I think three takes itself a bit too seriously, but has some good stuff in it. Four is the worst one. Five is laughably bad, but is fun <laughs> bad. So five might even be my second favorite because of that. But uh, just to give you my, my background on Failed Destination, I don't know if you have a strong opinion on the franchise, Tim. You know, I I, I didn't watch it growing up, but I... I want... Um, I forget if it was last year or the year before. I actually did go and uh, watch uh, all of them, and oh. uh, I I forget if I liked any of them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to remember if it was streaming or if I bought like a, a box set because I, I do think there's like one of those cheap like you know four movies in one kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but um, I, I think it's good. I I had fun with it. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's not like my favorite. I wasn't like, oh my god, I love this series. Um, I they all kind of blur together in my mind, uh, so I can't really say, you know, which ones I like the most. I, I do remember two being, you know, rather good. Um, uh, so yeah, I would definitely agree with that one being the best. Um, uh, yeah, the rest I don't really uh, have too much of a <laughs> definitive ranking for but i mean it, it's a fun enough series so i'd be okay with it coming back yeah so 
obviously, you know, the, the last one was like, what, 2010 or something like that? It's been, it's been a while since the fifth one. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, so there's some, there's some good news uh, on here. So we have uh, Saw writers, Saw sequel writers, Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan were apparently, they've been on board since October to write a script for a new a new one. Uh, uh, but as a new interview with franchise creator Jeffrey Reddick and producer Craig Perry reveals it's actually uh, a canon film because they were talking about it being a reboot before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they clarified that and said, no, it's actually in continuity with the previous films. Uh, they're not going to uh, sort of reset it at all. Uh, and then it also gave us some details. And this is the perhaps the more interesting part is what the, it may revolve around. So we don't really know what the big accident is going to be, but they're they're looking at having it take place in the world of first responders, EMTs, firemen, and police. Mm-hmm. So they're going for okay. a very different set than just a group of, you know, 20-somethings encounter mm-hmm. a thing on a, either on a highway or a... A racing track or yeah. a roller coaster, roller or, coaster. <laughs> yeah so no nah, i mean if this gets going cool i, I think yeah. as much as i'm sick of a lot of things coming back like horror franchises are the one thing where i'm kind of okay with them just going forever because sure. I, I just want more fun deaths <clears throat> just gonna be more yeah. goofy stuff I don't, I don't want you know great movies i want fun movies exactly yeah and, and you know if done right this can be really fun because it's the uh like what makes it interesting is you know kind of all the setup of like you know the people are gonna die but it's like all right how's it gonna come and then yeah i love you know when they're in a place and it just starts focusing on different stuff you're like okay how's this gonna lead to that and, yeah it's, it's the convoluted mousetrap of how they die that's the fun of these movies yeah <laughs> so no that's cool so fair destination six is in the works uh, we'll cool. see how that was. The first one, of course, starred Devin Sawa, who we just talked about mm-hmm. in multiple movies <laughs> recently. Yeah, it's weird. He keeps coming up. He keeps, keeps popping back up. <laughs> All right, next up, perhaps the most exciting news of the, the week is that mm-hmm. it's funny because every week for the last few weeks, we, we keep having stories about how Bloomhouse are kind of doing another Universal Monster movie, right? So we have another one this week. Uh, it was the last mm-hmm. week we had we had what sounded like a Frankenstein movie from James Wan producing. Right. Uh, this mm-hmm. week we have Karen Kusama who directed The Invitation, which mm-hmm. was one of our, our favorite horror movies of the decade. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check out our go check out our lists uh, for that one. Uh, the video mm-hmm. we did, the episode we did, counting down our top fifty of the decade. But she's going to direct a Dracula movie for Blumhouse, and this one's not like the Frankenstein Hell one yeah. where it may it may be Frankenstein, but it may not be. No, this one's called Dracula. Mm-hmm. They're calling this Dracula. <laughs> So the project's not house at Universal yet, uh, technically, but given the relationship they have with Universal, because Universal released a lot of Blumhouse movies, they distribute a lot of them, and given the mm-hmm. fact that Universal seem to want to be involved with a lot of their movies, I, I f- it feels inevitable that they're, they're going to be involved with Dracula. It just sure. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Dracula's public domain, so they don't need to be tied to Universal. They can just go off and make a Dracula movie. But given mm-hmm. that they're doing Invisible Man, they're doing a Dracula you know like it feels like they're kind of even if they're not connected they're kind of doing their their boutique of yeah. here's our universal mm-hmm. monster like uh, series mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool yeah no this was a uh, very exciting i'm all for this uh <clears throat> i mean really i'll be down for <laughs> any dracula movie uh what can i say i love the man but uh yeah i mean uh you know karen kasama doing it is uh you know very exciting um obviously the, the invitation is so great and uh you know i hey i you know say what you will but i, I like jennifer's body uh, i think it's pretty if you if you go back and watch i actually think it's a pretty fun movie but um yeah this could be really cool 
Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do it at some point because I, I mean I saw it at the time, but I barely remember it. Yeah. Uh, the other detail here to really mention though is that Matt Manfredi and Phil Hay, who wrote the invitation, are also writing the script for this. So we have the writing team oh, from that movie as well. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, if that means it's going to be a slow burn Dracula movie, mm-hmm. where like imagine if it's just a dinner party where Dracula's the host and you're just waiting for this like, oh, that could be really cool. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't psych myself up for this because I'm, I'm going to be disappointed when it's more of a normal Dracula movie. I have to, I have yeah. to, you know, white I think, flag. I think the big thing I'm interested in is if it is going to be a period piece or mm. you know similar to the Invisible Man, if it is something where they're going to try to you know bring it into like modern. Uh, you know, have like a modern setting, and you know, if there will be like maybe some more like socially relevant stuff, or if it is gonna be like, no, we're just gonna do like a classic Dracula take. So I could see it going either way, especially if my dinner party idea goes. Like you could totally do that in the past. <laughs> I, 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 it's a good question. I mean, the Frankenstein kind of movie that's maybe happening sounds is, is present day, so they're definitely doing a present yeah. day take on that, mm-hmm. which is weird because we just had Depraved, which we both kind of liked actually. So yeah. Yeah, we, we had a decent Frankenstein movie just recently, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it all uh, pans out. But this is exciting. It's, this is definitely exciting news. It was kind of funny. Is uh, speaking of Depraved, <laughs> is I randomly watched uh, a movie on Shutter which is a Wendigo from uh, 2001. And uh, it, it was fine. It was like, you know, it, it was like, it, it was like very cheap, but there, it, it had some charm to it. Uh, but then uh, at the end of it, it said directed by Larry Fessenden. And I was like, oh, oh hey, there you go. There you go. So he's been making movies for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. So yeah. So that's uh, Dracula from Karen Kusama mm-hmm. and Blumhouse. Next up, uh, Cleopatra, which is a studio, <laughs> Uh, Cleopatra Entertainment has acquired the North American rights to Skinwalker, a psychological horror film from Luxembourg uh, slash Belgium. So, directed by Christian Newman, Skinwalker mixes gothic images, supernatural terror, and psychological drama into a tribute to the great European horror movies of the 1970s. In the film, Regine is a fragile young woman trying to build a new life, safer and happier than the one she has had as a child. However, escaping her trauma is not so easy. And when her grandmother is brutally murdered, murdered, I'll say it properly, some Scottish, uh, <laughs> Regine must return to the village she once left and revisit the gruesome horrors of her past to protect herself and her family. Udo Kier's going to be in it. What oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love Udo. <laughs> yeah, old, old Udo. Yeah. So, that's cool. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you my Udo Kier story? I don't know if you did. No, please do share your Udo Kier story. Because <laughs> he was in the latest, you know, Puppet Master movie. So uh, me and my friend went to see. They're doing. They did like the premiere. Uh, I don't know if it's technically the premiere or just like whatever, some big opening or whatever. Uh, but we went to a, a showing of it in Hollywood, and then they did like a Q and A afterwards with Udo Kier and uh, you know a bunch of other people. But you know, he's very funny and charming and. Um, you know, afterwards we, we left the theater and <laughs> we looked across the street and um, there was this, I, I'm not sure what it was, if it was like an apartment building or a museum or something, but there was like a building across the street and they have a balcony on the second floor. And <laughs> like, <clears throat> this was just like a few minutes after everything had ended and Udo Kier was on the balcony <laughs> of that building next door and he was just like drinking wine and like waving to people and <laughs> i was like me and my friend were just looking we're like hey isn't that like udo care it's like how the hell did he get over there like no one saw him like go there and then there's some um guy i don't know if he was like an assistant or uh like um 
you know, some, like a, a worker at the whatever festival or theater or, or something. But he was like running around going like, has anyone seen like Udo? Has anyone seen Udo? And like me and my friend were like, I think that's him over there across the street. And like the guy just looked at me and just like started yelling. I was like, Udo, like, how'd you get over there? And it was, uh, it was very bizarre. <laughs> oh dear. Maybe that's every time Tim's got a little tangent, like a little story he wants to tell about something like this, we'll call it Udo timer. Udo uh, <laughs> the, the the lowdown the Udo lowdown I don't know Udo. <laughs> Udo's just such a fun name we have to incorporate Udo into our segment fun. name yeah yeah uh, so yeah this is uh, going to have a VOD release uh, for fall uh, it's going to get a limited theatrical release late summer uh, again pending viruses and whatnot <laughs> we'll see sure. uh, so that is uh, what did I say that was called Skinwalker that's called so mm. cool stuff. Uh, next up, next up, uh, Level K sold Icelandic vampire splatter comedy called Thirst, not to be confused with Chanwick Park's Korean film, to yeah. several territories, including North American, following its market premiere at the European film market. Uh, Thirst is directed by Gakur Ulfrasen. So Ulfarsen. Gakur Ulfrasen. Uh, and Steinpur Hurer Steinpersen. <laughs> I apologize if I'm butchering those. Uh, it yeah. takes place in a small town where evil is lurking around uh, and strange crimes and brutally frequently occur. Uh, I said that really weird. Here's the actually, here's the proper thing. Lingering around in the cold... Oh, sorry. Thus follows uh, Hulda, a woman who is suspected of being responsible for the death of her brother and is being investigated by the police. After being released from custody due to insufficient evidence, she is nowhere to turn to. Lingering around in the cold, she befriends an elderly man who turns out to be a 1,000-year-old single and gay vampire who brings her brother okay. to life, leading to terrible consequences. That's very specific. Yeah. That's a very specific description of that vampire. Okay, interesting. Is he played by Udo Kier? Because my... my my interest will show up. <laughs> sure. Of course, Udo Kier did play Dracula once. He was in Blood for Dracula. We, we know this oh. just before the uh, comments, you know, light, uh, light ablaze. With the... He played a vampire already. He was in Dracula. I know. I know. I saw it once late night on TV. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this definitely could be interesting. I, I mean, I, I don't really... The description sounds, you know, uh, like possibly it could be good. I mean, I have no idea who these people are or... <laughs> what their pedigree is like but you know it sounds like it could be cool typical american look <laughs> do, do you know who they are have you seen their movies <laughs> we're good friends i i me and stein person go way back uh no i i think that, i think the interest here with something like this is like wait an Icelandic vampire movie that's also like a dark right, comedy yeah. with a gay vampire yeah. like like <laughs> i hear that and i'm like oh what's this what's this yeah. you're straight <laughs> <coughs> I'm dying. All right, but I, I hear that, and I think the appeal is okay. How is that different to like? Because I feel like I hear that if I hear this this description come out of Hollywood, I'm like, okay, I've got a movie in my head. I know what it is. Right. But mm. I hear this coming from Iceland, or maybe if I hear heard it coming from like Turkey or something, but like, oh, what is a movie from sure. there? But this description look and feel like that. That's kind of where the interest lies. So totally. yeah. yeah, so it's, it's it's where it's coming from is kind of the most interesting part about it, but. It's certainly, certainly curious. So definitely, yeah. there you go. Uh, next up, uh, a short film <laughs> called Larry has been uh, turned into a feature length. So this is it's uh, called Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a terrible joke. To... <laughs> that was a terrible joke. Yeah. So it's based on a short film called Larry. Jacob Chase did that. It also did the movie. It's called Come Play. The full length movie. It's called Come Play. And it's going to star Gillian Jacobs, who of course was in Community. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as well as Love as well. I never really watched that. I watched the first episode of that. But, you know, Community is where I know it from. And, um, what's the. What's, what's the name of that movie with like the ass demon <laughs> <laughs> the ass demon yeah the, the, there's a movie where like a the demon comes out of a, a guy's ass and, did, we, like, did we do this movie i don't recall we, this we did not we did not uh, you, you keep going i'll, I'll look it up how, 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 did we, how, how did we miss this one all right uh so yeah she was brit on community getting rid of britta getting rid of the bee <laughs> Britta, you're a B. Uh, so John Gallagher Jr. also stars in this. Uh, they stars parents who must fight to save their son from a monster. I feel old that Gillian Jacobs is now the mum in a movie. Now, admittedly, oh, admittedly, I mean, if it's a young kid, then it's not really that weird. Like, yeah. but still, she's playing a mum now as opposed to a college student. So this is uh, coming out on July twenty fourth from Amblin Pictures. Focus oh, features. Yeah. Come play stars. Uh, as a Robertson, as a lonely young boy who feels different from everyone else, desperate for a friend, he seeks solace and refuge from his ever-present cell phone and tablet. When a mysterious creature uses his, sorry, when a mysterious creature uses the boy's devices against him to break into our world, <laughs> his parents must fight to save their son from the monster beyond the screen. And the image that's along with this article on Bloody Disgusting is delightful. <coughs> And before anyone cracks any joke, something went down the wrong pipe. It's not correct. Oh, I can't say it. I can't say the word. I can't say the word. <laughs> so, for the record, the movie I'm thinking of is called Bad Milo, which is, uh, so it stars Ken Marino and Jillian Jacobs, and it's about a, a man learns that unusual stomach pains are being caused by a demon living in his intestines. So, essentially, there's <clears throat> a demon that comes out of his ass and kills people, which, um, I don't know. I might have to watch again because I, I I mean geez, what a premise. But I, I remember was, it not what, being as good as you want it to be, but I may have to watch it again. Was it a difficult film, Tim? Did you not quite get all the <laughs> themes that were that were going on? No, I mean it, it's a I mean it's been a while now. It's like it, it, it feels like it was recent, but it's 2013, so I probably saw it like seven years ago. But uh Sure. Uh I, I remember it not being as like crazy and outlandish as uh, I had hoped. Which... So it was before Streams After Midnight, that's why we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. That I makes mean, sense, yeah. So that's, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Which, by the way, fifth anniversary coming up. <sighs> oh my god! Coming up, yeah. Yes. May. May's <laughs> fifth money. An- <laughs> 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 I think maybe we'll do some special questions or something for for the anniversary. Some sort, oh, okay. <laughs> some sort of Q and A. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We got some, some trailers to talk about here before we wrap up the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is for a foreign film called Kokodi uh, Kokoda, and I remember this title because it was in the news a while back, but we have a trailer for it now. Here's the description for the film. Uh, this is... So, this is coming out... Well, this is the thing. It says it's coming out on March 27th, but I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it's small yeah. enough because it's a foreign movie that maybe they'll still just put it out and just, like, it'll just do no business because of it, but... Yeah. Uh, so yeah so here's a description 
Eileen and Tobias are a happily married couple who regularly vacation with their young daughter. The family is on a dreamy holiday when an innocuous case of food poisoning derails their plans and fever alters the course of their lives. Three years later, the once-loving couple is on the road again to go camping, looking for one last chance to go back to the way things used to be. But what was once lost and her characters instead find themselves having to relive the same nightmarish events as the day and the horrors it brings repeat themselves indefinitely. Together they must overcome their trauma, reconcile with their past and fight for their lives over and over and over again. So this is kind of a, a Happy Death Day uh, Groundhog Day style premise. Yeah, it's kind of funny is I I didn't get that at all from the trailer. Like the trailer didn't really seem like there was a like um you know in essence of being like stuff being repeated although like there was a a comment that said it was like groundhog's day which i was like oh is it but there was what there was one moment there was a moment where uh, the guy wakes up in the tent and it felt like he was like panicking because it was repeating oh yeah so there was one moment that made me feel like that but uh, admittedly i i I thought that because i kind of knew the premise uh before i I watched the trailer uh what's interesting about this is that i feel like even Happy Death Day, of course, has a lot of comedy in it. Uh, obviously, Groundhog Day is a comedy. Edge of Tomorrow, which is a sci-fi sort of action movie equivalent, has mm-hmm. also got a lot of comedy in it. I feel like this movie is playing it dead straight. This is like a serious oh, yeah, yeah. horror movie that wants to completely terrify you, but it's using the, the repeating day mechanics to do it. So I'm curious to see if it could pull that off. Yeah, I, I thought the trailer actually looked pretty interesting. Um, like the, you know, whatever, <laughs> I, I don't know, what exactly these people are but the i guess what the the antagonists or whatever they are in in, in the woods like look kind of interesting they're like i don't know like carnival barkers or something but you know kind of there's kind of a menacing quality to them uh especially being like all the way out of here in the woods and uh yeah i don't, I don't know what coco d coco da or whatever means but it is kind of a, a fun little creepy thing to say yeah, I mean, a lot of the images of this are like a white cat, like in a dark forest. Like that's kind of the uh, the images they're using for like a lot of the promo stuff. So I'm definitely intrigued by this. Yeah. Oh, the poster's kind of wacky as well. It's got like a sort of spiral effect, and the you got the old like carnival looking host dude and a couple of people like there's a, there's a guy holding a pig. <laughs> there's like, there's a, oh. a lot of weird stuff going on here. Uh, which I presume because it, it kind of avoids it in the description, but it sounds like the, their kid dies, like, and that's why they're trying to get back to normal years later, and then they start to relive everything. So it's got a bit of a nightmare quality to it as well, because it's going back to this worst day of their life, probably. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so that's Coco D, Coco Da. It looks interesting. Certainly curious when that comes out. And then the other trailer we're going to look at this week is an Irish aquatic horror film called Sea Fever. Mm-hmm. Which they're saying is going to April, uh, come out in April, um, but I am assuming that yeah, it's just VOD. Uh, well, no, it says theaters as well. I am assuming the theater release is going to be cancelled, but the digital release is scheduled for early April. This is uh, so. Here we go. Siobhan uh, is a moon biology student who prefers to spend her days in the lab alone. She has to endure a week on a ragged fishing trawler where she's miserably at odds with the close knit crew, but one. But out in the deep Atlantic, an uncomf- uh, sorry, an unfathomable life from in. Why can't I speak today? This is this not it's not happening. An unfathomable life form <laughs> ensnares the boat. When members of the crew succumb to the strange infection, Siobhan must overcome her alienation and anxiety to win the crew's trust before everyone is lost. 
what's so funny about this is that I watched this trailer and all I could think about is that it's just a remake of Leviathan, but with Irish accents, and it's like a boat on top of the sea <laughs> as opposed to underneath it. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, back in my my school days, uh, you know, some people would refer to me as uh, in unfathomable life form. <laughs> uh, so this registered with me. Um, no, I, I thought this looked like really cool. I, uh, I I'm, I'm in for it. It's uh, Seems like there might be like some cool special effects, and I um, always love a you know a good a good sea movie, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. especially you know you got some uh, people quarantined on a boat, uh, you know, it, obviously they didn't plan for it, but you know it feels like a little timely because uh, of everything that's going on, and uh, yeah, I think this could actually be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, well, I I know that underwater that we should be yeah. doing that probably sometime next month because uh, uh, that's when it comes out at home. Yeah. So we, you know we've got some underwater movies to do. Well, this one's not <laughs> underwater. This one's on the water, but same differences. Yeah. Aqu- aquatic horror, all the same. You know, it's funny because when I play a video game, usually I don't like the underwater levels, but I like uh, in the movies when they when they take place in the water. Fantastic point, Tim. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so that's Sea Fever <laughs> coming out. A lot of a lot of Irish accents. So yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. That is uh, that is the news for the week. Uh, so I mean, obviously we have no change of plans. Don't worry, episodes are going to be coming thick and fast as they always are. And like we see, we've got a stream coming on Saturday night. Something to do when you're staying in the house because you can't go out and do anything because there's nothing going on for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. So yeah, stick with us for some <laughs> some screams after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> any any fail points you would like to make, Timothy? <clears throat> uh let's see let's see what about I, 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 have you like gone out at all or uh or anything I, i'm not sure what it what it's like over here but it definitely does feel like a horror movie over here like we you know went to uh do some grocery shopping like not even like mm-hmm. panic shopping but just like you know normal like uh you know a regular you know grocery shop thing we, we do once a week and it, it, it's weird the shelves are like you have like entire shelves <laughs> that are empty uh, it's hard to find stuff and like we saw like people walking around in like gas masks <laughs> and stuff it's a uh, it's very strange yeah i don't say any gas masks but the these mm-hmm. store shelves are kind of barren barren there's there's definitely certain things going missing and uh just i, I know a couple of local stores have actually just closed for the next couple of weeks yeah so yeah you know that is what it is yeah Definitely feels like the like the start of a, a zombie movie. Like you know, when you love horror, you can't help but kind of see these tropes and be like, oh yeah, this feels like when <laughs> yeah everyone's starting to scavenge and stuff. Hopefully, but, it ends better than most of those. For sure, <laughs> end up the so you know that uh, I can't speak English today. That's okay. Uh, so oh, let us know what you thought about the news that we had in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the twitters at Screams Midnight for your horror movie updates and jokes from Tim, if you can even call him that. Uh, but you can go go and have a look at the twitters. Uh, if you want to support everything we do, of course you can go to patreoncom slash TV and support us for as little as one dollar per month. And for all that one dollar, you get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight every month, an exclusive episode uh, reviewing a movie that everyone else doesn't get. You can feel all high and mighty with yourself. At uh, the five dollar tier, you get to vote once per month on an episode between four options and you get episodes a day early all the movie review episodes go up a day early for patrons so go and have a look and see if you want to support everything we do 
but that is us that has been screams after minute so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time